When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Argyle Chat, the weekly Argyle podcast brought to you by Plymouth Live Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Argyle Chat. Just myself and Chris Errington today. Hi Chris. Hi Stu, all well? Very well, thank you. Good, Very good. Well. Uh, the kids are back at school, it's sunny. Yeah, if you can, uh, if you can hear shrieks of excitement it's, it's not because we're recording the podcast it's because uh, the, the Green children... Army have got a point <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> the kids just across the way from our office are out enjoying the sunshine and I don't blame them because it's, no, it's a beautiful morning in Plymouth as we were recording this a perfect morning to be stuck indoors yes working well you, so. you come in in a quite nice casual sort well, of I still think it's summer at the moment yeah so. no you're looking you're looking <laughs> summery she right let's crack on then yes um we, we spoke last week, Chris, on the podcast, and we sort of said, you know, we feel that Argonne needs to go back to basics, really, and mm. Derek Adams needs to settle on a back four and try and get that, that sort of solid base in which they can build. And that kind of happened on Saturday, really. Not the, not the best of games, but no. a good, solid point away at Bristol Rovers. No, it won't live long in the memory, that game at the Memorial Stadium. A nil-nil draw, and, you know, that was, that was about right, I think, on balance. Although, in the closing... 10-15 minutes I think if anyone was going to win it it was going to be Argyle they had a couple of good chances uh, Graham Carey had an excellent shot which uh, the Rovers keeper Jack Bonham produced a brilliant save from and then Anthony Sarsvik had a really good chance after that uh, good play from Freddie Ladapo uh, cut the ball back and Sarsvik put the ball wide when um, you know he should have been scoring so um, just a tinge of disappointment that Argyle didn't get the win uh, that they could easily have done but uh, as you say, we, we sat here last week and we said about, you know, what what do Argyle do to try and start improving and um, defence, shape, discipline. Derek Adams would have done all this anyway, but you know, um, yeah, you know, yeah, um, it, it was an obvious thing to do after conceding 11 goals in so the you don't think he listened to our podcast and thought, right, I'm going to do exactly what Chris Errington thought, because I did put you on the spot last week <laughs> and... Uh, that was uh, your well, report. it'd be it'd be nice to think that he was a listener. <laughs> um, I, I probably doubt it, but you know, all the more never listeners, never. the more listeners, the better. Um, yeah, you didn't have to be a football expert, no. really, to sort of say that you know when you've conceded eleven goals in three games, what what do you do? Well, you you tighten it up. Yeah. You know, you work hard on the defence. You keep shape, um, and. Um, and it, and it worked. So, although it wasn't the win that people would have hoped for, and yes, Argyle are bottom of the table and are still without a win, you know, you've got to start from somewhere. And, you know, the, the, the league defeats by Peterborough and Portsmouth were particularly, you know, painful ones. You know, the two heavy defeats, admittedly against teams that you'd um, have, to have started the season well and you'll think that will do well this season. So, um, yeah, not a great game, but at least they uh, they got a point on the board. First clean sheet of the season. You know, look for positives. Indeed. And look for positives. as we said last last week on the podcast, it is almost mm. reminiscent, well, it's very reminiscent <laughs> of last season, isn't it? Because I it's, think it was a nil-nil draw at home to Shrewsbury, which yeah. proved to be the sort of turning point. It, for it's, it's uncanny. You know, we saw Gary Sawyer after the game at Portsmouth and he spoke out of players and, and coaches that had a good 
honest chat in the dressing room after that 3-0 defeat at, uh, defeat at Fratton Park, which is what happened, uh, or something similar happened uh, after the home game against Fleetwood last season when Argyle had made a slow start. Um, you know, if you swap the red cards for penalties this season, you know, mm. penalties have been an issue, although Argyle managed to get through Saturday's game without conceding one. You know, slow start. Yeah, I mean, it, it is uncanny. It really is uncanny how the, this season and last season uh, have got... Um, very, very similar patterns to it, and I suppose from an Argyle perspective, we hope that that carries on in a way because you know Argyle ended up doing well in the second half of last season. But uh, yeah, you know they've got a lot of hard work ahead of them still. You know, three points from seven games is is not not the start that anyone would have hoped for, and you know it, it does put you know a little bit of extra pressure on. Although, like I said, that was the importance of going to Rovers. If they'd gone to Bristol Rovers and lost, and and lost heavily, even then, I think. You know, there would have been real causes for concern. Yeah. As it is, you know, they've they've stopped the rock with a nil-nil. Now they've got to go and follow that up with some more results and get on a little bit of a run, with preferably a win or two uh, along the way. Yeah, it's interesting because you said earlier that it's a game that won't live long in the memory, and I'm sure for many fans it probably won't. No. But if you speak to the players yeah. at the end of the season, they could yeah. say that Bristol Rovers game was the turning point. Yeah, you know, it's uh, one of those sort of games. Really. Yeah, and I think as, as football players, you've got to try and find. Um, reasons to be positive, reasons to have something to build on, haven't you? You know, you know when you're conceding goals as, as frequently and as cheaply as Argyle were, that that doesn't do anybody's confidence any good at all. So the fact that they went to Bristol Rovers, which you know, nine thousand crowd, you know, can be quite a hostile atmosphere there. Um, and Matt Macy made a couple of good saves, two two good saves. One in particular was really good, but he wasn't over overworked. Um, you know, Argyle did a pretty decent job of defending. Yeah, well, I was, was going to say, looking at the back line on Saturday, mm. we dropped the two young full-backs and yep. went for experience in Sawyer back at left-back, yep. which was interesting, so obviously meant the change at centre-half again. Yeah. And uh, Joe Riley coming in at right-back. Yeah, and asked Derek Adams about the, the team selection afterwards, and he, he wanted experience rather than youth. It was as simple as that. Um, I think Ashley Smith-Brown's done, done pretty well this season, you know, making the sort of step up to first team football after being at Manchester City um, I, I didn't think Tavari Moore the right back had been doing too much wrong but um, I think you know when you're struggling for results first team football it's almost inevitable the manager's going to go for experience isn't mm. it you know uh, uh, Gary Sawyer certainly doesn't give you the, um, the perhaps the attacking intent that Ashley Smith-Brown does but it was clear you know that Argyle went there to be tight and keep their shape and so Derek Adams wasn't too concerned about the attacking qualities of, yeah. of Gary Sawyer and Joe Riley the right back he wanted them to to defend well and uh, and they did it allowed Niall Canavan to come back into the team that does give you that balance of right-footed Ryan Edwards and left-footed Niall Canavan I think that always is better isn't it if you've got yeah. two centre-halves that can just for that balance that, that balance sort of thing so um, it was interesting that, that they went that way and it kept the first clean sheet of the season so um, you know you would expect that those two will, uh, Riley and Sawyer will retain their places uh, for the game against Blackpool at Home Park on Saturday yeah you and I were speaking before we came and, and recorded the podcast and you said that the first half was pretty much a non-event oh, yeah. I just sort of sat in defended yeah. and kept Rovers at bay mm. I guess that's the reason why he opted for that experience because mm. you could perhaps mm. be in a situation where a younger player mm. and Certainly, one as attack-minded as, yes. as as Moore and as, as Smith the other Brown. Smith yeah. Brown as well. Yeah. Mm. You know, they they could perhaps their mm. naivety and, and mm. 
you know, exuberance would just take him on a on a run up the wing, and, well, that's, and that's exactly what Adams didn't want. No, and then you leave one run, one gap is exploited. Exactly, you can see yeah. the goal, and then yeah, you're yeah. back on that slippery slope again. So it was it was safety first. Um, it was cautious, but the game plan was to sort of get to the last half an hour of the game, still be in it, probably nil nil most likely, but then try and uh, you know mm. maybe sort of put Rovers under a bit of pressure because you know they've been struggling as well. And um, you know Joel Grant came on just after the hour mark, and you know he made a massive massive difference. Yeah, well I was going to say coming on to Joel Grant. Um, reading the uh, Jack's blog, which was uh, yeah. quite interesting to read during the game on Saturday. And he's, everything just seemed to be Joel Grant in the last half hour. He just seemed to come on and have such an impact for Argyle. I mean, I think anyone that's seen him at Argyle and, and Exeter and the other clubs he's, he's been at, there is, a, there is a good football player there. Um, it's consistency that's clearly been the issue for, for Consistency and then products, I think, are yeah. the two things with Joel um, Grant. And, you know, if he could play like he did in the last half an hour against Bristol Rovers, you know, Two times out four, or even or something like that. You know, he'd 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 be a nailed on certain mm-hmm. start because he he came on and he he ran uh, Daniel Ledbetter, the Rovers right back, all over the place, and it ended up with Ledbetter being substituted, and they put Tom Broadbent on, who I think is more of a centre back than a right back, but they were just you know Joel Grant was just causing so many problems. They had to do something to try and uh, stem the flow. Um, he, he set up Carey for his shot that um, that was well saved. Um, he was sharp, he was bright, he got Argyle on the front foot. In the first half where Argyle had played lots of fairly long balls, you know, they were getting the ball to Grant, he was holding it up, he was running with the ball. He, he, looked, he looked a really good player. Um, and he has done in games at Argyle during his time, you know, uh, you know regular fans at home part will have seen him play. Sometimes he, he looks a well-beater, but yeah. other times... He just just disappears. Yeah, well, and, I guess um, that's why he's a League One player, isn't that's he? That's why because mm. we all know there's a fantastic mm. player in Joel Grant. He's one of the most skillful players at the club. I mean, Derek Adams, you know, we talk, was talking about him, and and one of the things he said about Joel Grant was that he's got outstanding ability. Now, you know, Derek Adams doesn't give away congratulations too freely, you know, yeah. and he said outstanding ability, and you think, wow, that's quite a thing to say. And um, was he getting caught up in the moment? You know, maybe a little bit, but Joel Grant is a very talented player. Mm. But I, I think you're, you're right, Stu. You know, consistency and end product have have been why he's he's playing in League One now rather than higher. But uh, it he, could be interesting that Derek Adams has said that as a sort of confidence boost to Joel Grant as well. Cause yeah, here's his manager say that. I think Joel is probably one of those players mm. that mm. needs an arm around arm his shoulder, shoulder every yeah. now and then. And and some players do. And um, yeah, I think you, you're right there, Stu. I think you know that's that's the art of man management, though, Absolutely. isn't it? You know, yeah. Yeah. Joel Grant's come on. He's had a good thirty minutes. Then his manager comes out and says, "Yeah, he's terrific. He's got outstanding ability." Now he feels makes him feel good. Yeah, I, I'd be. Very surprised if Joel Grant didn't start the game against Blackpool on Saturday um, to try and build his confidence up, and you know, so he can go into that game, hopefully make a similar sort of impact to the way he did against Bristol Rovers. And if he does, then he will cause Blackpool problems. Um, he, he, he was he was very bright, and it sounds as though he was in a more natural role for him. Because mm. We saw towards the end of last season, of course, Joel yep. coming into the team yep. and playing the Ryan Taylor role yeah. as the striker and that isn't what Joel Grant's all about it's such a difficult thing for him to do No, but when he's facing goal that's when you get the best out of Joel Grant facing goal is what you want if you yeah. can get the ball out of his feet and then he can start running at people then you're going to you know, cause opposition, uh, opposition teams problems so um, yeah he was, on, he, he was out on the left 
it, he was one on one with the Rovers right back, and uh, yeah, he was the clear winner of that personal battle. Although for all of that, it didn't actually lead to to a goal for our goal. Although, you know. Nine times out of ten, Carey shot that Bonham saved would have uh, would have gone in the roof of the net. Yeah, coming on to or moving on to Graham Carey, then um, fascinating interview that you did with him after the game. He was really open, I thought, mm. in coming out and mm. admitting that he hasn't been on on yeah. top of his game so far this season. Yeah, um, and that's good because if he if he hadn't thought that, you know, you'd have been a bit worried, wouldn't you, sort of thing. You know, he's he's not he's not been at his best. Um, he was better on Saturday. He was a recall to the team after being a sub for the last two. Um, Derek Adams played him in a central position behind Freddie Ladapo. I think you know the theory being, you know, try and get Graham Carey in positions of, of danger for the opposition. And if he can find space in that central area and he's got a bit of freedom to roam to the left and the right, then um, maybe that's a way of getting him in the game. Yeah, he, he was he was fascinating, but he he's, he perfectly understands that. That everyone has high opinions of high expectations of him. I mean, I, I said to said to him, you know, I'm probably as guilty of, of it as much as anyone. I've I've seen him have so many good games for Argyle, mm. where he's won games almost single-handed. That um, you know, you see him at the start of this season, and you can't help but thinking, well, you know, Graham Carey's not not at his best, not at his best. But he came out with a line, and it was a very fair line. You know, you can't take all the the plaudits and the congratulations and and everything. And then not, you know, expect that if you're not playing at the top of your game, you are going to get criticism. He said, you've got to take it on the chin, and that's that's spot on. That's the right attitude to have. Um, I think he felt that it was a better performance from him on Saturday against Rovers. I would agree with that. There's much more from him to come. Um, he just needs a spark, you know. If, if, the, if he'd scored the winning goal against Rovers, you know, that would have been a bit like his goal against Shrewsbury last season, which kick-started his season. So... Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting that he came out and he talks, you know, honestly about his form and and you know accepts that you know there are high expectations of him. So um, yeah, it was an interesting conversation with him, and hopefully, in the uh, in the very near future, we'll see Graham Carey doing what he does best for our goals, scoring goals, creating chances, maybe getting him back on set pieces for, for deliveries, for free kicks and corners and things like that. It might be a flippant thing to say, but um, looking from afar, it seems as though Graham Carey is perhaps one of these players that. Just needs a few games to get into a season, you know. He, he sort of grows into a season as opposed to mm-hmm. starting it with a bang. Although that said, of course, he did score in his Argyle debut away at Wimbledon. <laughs> Absolutely, didn't he? So it kind of yeah. throws that theory out the window. It's, the last two seasons he hasn't started the season great, um, but then neither of the team. So yeah. have the team not started well because Graham Carey's not started well? Has Graham Carey not started well because the team haven't started well? Has it been a bit of both? You know, um, I think he's possibly. Uh, he does wear his heart on his sleeve, Graham Carey. He, he made one tackle near the end where he, I think he was trying so hard to try and get a goal for Argyle that he went flying in for a tackle. He got yellow carded. I mean, he could he could he, he could have got red carded. It was one of those ones where he was he, he sort of dived in and was a bit out of control and maybe he was a bit fortunate. You, you just wonder with Graham if he's. He's try, almost, you know, trying too hard. I know it sounds stupid, but you hear about it a lot yeah, in football, yeah. don't you? That sometimes when you try and force things to happen, and you, you, you just you're not focused on on your strengths and your assets, and it's not like so relaxed in the it's way. Not that so relaxed. So uh, just, you know, he, I think Derek Adams has, has, you know, tried him in different positions. Uh, he's dropped him for a couple of games, which is very unusual. Just trying to sort of kickstart Graham Carey, get his season going. It was better on Saturday against Rovers. I think you know 
you've always got to have Graham Carey in your team for me. I mean, he might have a poor game for 89 minutes and then you get a free kick with a minute to go and he'll put it in the top corner. And there's not many Argyle players that are capable of being a match winner on their own. So I think whatever happens, you've got to get Graham Carey in your team. Uh, one interesting thing uh, was looking at the away fans on mm. Saturday and one familiar face in amongst several others was Zach Viner. Yes. Obviously Bristol Rovers didn't have a game at the weekend so he decided to pop down the road and um, watch Argyle at Bristol Rovers. Yeah, which I think the Argyle fans appreciated. He was in the seats behind one of the goals. Uh, yeah, Zach, obviously Bristol City player so uh, going into a bit of uh, enemy territory <laughs> as, uh, Incognito. as a Bristol City <laughs> player going to... Uh, the Memorial Stadium, but uh, he's on loan at Rotherham, obviously, as we know at the moment in the Championship. I see he's made eight, eight starts for them this season, so he's he's been playing pretty regularly for them in the Championship. Um, yeah, I think it's just nice that, you know, yes, it's on his, relatively speaking, on his doorstep, but I still think it's nice that he turns up, sits with the fans, watches the game. Um, you do tend to get that with Argyle quite a bit. I mean, Remy Matthews was... Uh, put out a tweet uh, before the game. Again, he's at Bolton now in the Championship. They didn't have a game because of the international break. And he said, you know, he'd be keeping an eye out for the Argyle results. So, you know, two two guys that were key players for Argyle last season on loan, you know, um, they clearly enjoyed their time at Argyle. You could tell from their performances for the club and uh, the commitment they gave. And it's, it's quite nice to see that they're still, um, they're still following Argyle's fortunes, even though they're now... Um, both in the championship, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's there's lots of familiar faces there on Saturday. You know, Graham Cochran, um, part of the coaching staff now at Bristol Rovers, friend of the podcast. I think we can call Indeed, Graham, yeah, can't we? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll have to get him back on. Uh, so, so you know, Graham's on the sideline there. It's always funny seeing him in the opposition dugout, so to so to speak. He and, and Paul Watson shook hands beforehand. The two centre backs from Argyle's title winning uh, title winning days, and and Paul Starrett was there as well. Um, He's doing um, scouting for Dundee United. I think he's uh, popping up at quite a few games. He was at Home Park uh, for one of the games recently. So, uh, so Luggy was there, and Luggy and Martin Starnes, the former Argyle chief executive, who's now Bristol Rovers chief executive and friend of the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, we could see them on the stand on the far side, and, and Luggy and Martin Starnes both watched the game together oh, really? in one of the um, executive box types things on the on the yeah. uh, far side. I think it's the West. West End, East End, I can't remember which way around it is at uh, the Memorial Stadium. So you've got Paul Sturrock, you've got Martin Stars, you've got Graham Cochran, you know, uh, Chris Hargreaves is the development yeah, coach at, at Rovers. So, um, yeah, there was lots of familiar faces uh, around and about on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, moving on then, uh, Blackpool at home on Saturday. It's getting to that stage now where these games are the ones that are going to start winning. Yes. Yeah, you're going to look at Blackpool um, at home and think we need to win this one. Now, easier said than done because most teams in League One are pretty decent Blackpool had a, an excellent result against Bradford City on um, Saturday you know Bradford with a new manager that normally leads to that immediate bounce didn't, doesn't it yeah. but Blackpool proved them wrong uh, Blackpool have been without a manager since Gary Bowyer quit very early in the season um, we've spoken on the podcast before people will be aware that you know all is not well behind the scenes at Blackpool and yet they are doing really well in the mm-hmm. circumstances you know they're they're staying together um and they will not be an easy team to beat that said our goal against blackpool at home park they've really got to try and make the most of this one um uh, so the the pressure is going to be on them uh they've got this building block with the result against bristol rovers 
it will be a good point against Bristol Rovers if they can then follow it up with three against yeah. Blackpool. If they can only draw or lose to to Blackpool, then you know, then that point against Bristol Rovers doesn't feel so good. Almost and, back at square one, and again, you're almost right? back at square one again. So they, they've really got to try and drive this home now. Mm. It'd be great if they they played fluent football and won by two or three goals. But I think if you offered, if you said to any Argyle fan or even the players, you'll get a scrappy, horrible one 0 win. They'll, they'll bite your hand off of that. Yeah. Put three points on the board would make a big difference. It shouldn't be forget as well, forgotten as well, of course, that Blackpool have caused Argyle a few issues mm. down at home park recently. They have. They have. It's not going to be. No, they've got a good easy at all. They've got a good record, and logic tells you that the fact that a team have had a good record in the past against a completely different Argyle team shouldn't have any impact on the game this time. But you do get teams that, for whatever reason, do seem to do well against certain teams and Wickham Wanderers are always doing well at home park or are they unbeaten in five or six now at home park Blackpool have had some um, some good results at Argyle um, I, I, didn't, I haven't checked as yet so I could be wrong but it wasn't the last time they came down the Tuesday night and they won they scored three and they, they caused Argyle all sorts of problems so um, it was in that spell where Argyle was struggling on Tuesday night home yeah. games um, so you know, they've, they've got some good players they've obviously got a good team spirit because to go through what they've gone through off the pitch and still be fighting and yeah. scrapping and what have you that that shows a, a good sign but you know Argyle have put in a, a better performance against Rovers they kept a clean sheet so you're thinking well the back five will probably stay the same you know you'd expect Joel Grant to come into the team maybe for Connor Grant uh, Freddie Ladapo um, haven't touched upon his performance I thought he was pretty decent again against Rovers he He's doing okay. I've, I've been quite impressed with him. Um, pace and power gets about the pitch. Um, you know, he, he's keeping Ryan Taylor on the bench on, on merit. I would say yeah. at the moment, and we all know how good Ryan Taylor is. And um, I'm not sure Freddie Ledapo is is exactly the same type of player. And and perhaps the hold up ability and the linking isn't quite as good as Ryan Taylor when Ryan Taylor is best. But he definitely stretches defences a bit more, threatens to get in behind more. Um, and although he's only got two goals so far, I, I, I can see him scoring goals if, if Argyle can create enough chances. If, if Joel Grant and uh, Graham Carey can create chances for him uh, in a home game on Saturday, you know, hopefully because he knows he's playing well generally, he'll you know, have that belief that he can go on and uh, you know sc- start scoring a few more goals. So um, yeah, it's, 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 an, it's an important game. There's no getting away from it. Argyle really need to to try and make the most of that one. Yeah, you talk about Joel Grant starting there. Mm. I, I guess if he does, the, the the key thing for him now is to prove he can do it from the start. You know, yes. it's, it's all very well doing it as cameo appearances, but he's got to do it from the off. Yeah, and this is his opportunity because he's he's been in and out of the team. Um, there's 24 players at the moment. I mean, David Fox didn't even get in the squad on Saturday. Stuart. Really? Um, so you know, there's plenty of players that aren't are, are outside the 18, let alone you know on the bench. So. If you get a chance to go into the team like Joel Grant almost certainly is going to do, you've got to make the most of it. So, um, yeah, an important game for Argyle and an important game for him on Saturday. Indeed. Right, well, no doubt you'll be there. Well, you are there, aren't you, of course, because you're down to work. Oh, so well, I hope you're going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I am, all being yeah. well. And uh, Jack will be there as well yes, to, he... to blog the games. Yeah, so, um... yeah we'll, um, we'll look forward to that. Jack's always uh, busy blogging away, so if you've... Uh, if you've never had a look at the Argyle blog, you know you would expect me to say this, of course, but it is a good way of keeping up to date with uh, with the game. Jack's always on the ball uh, with uh, 
Pat the pan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and of course, he is such an Argyle fan that his passion comes through in that blog as well. So it's 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 a you know for the fans written by a fan. It is. It's, 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 it's a it's a good way of keeping it up to date. And um, yeah, you know, I, I I would recommend it if you if you've never had a chance to see it. Yeah. Right, Chris. Thanks for joining me on the show. That's no all we have time for this week, and we'll be back again with more of the same next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. We are always happy to hear from you, and if you have any questions for our panel, please tweet them to our Twitter account, at HeraldPAFC, or visit our Facebook page, Plymouth Argyle The Herald. Thanks for listening.